Hello everyone, welcome back to Season 2, Episode 73 of the Sports Run On Podcast. In this podcast, we're just going to dive deeper into one of the topics that we were talking about. We're going to start off this podcast by diving deeper into one of the topics we were talking about in last, in Episode 72. As the preseason game that that is going to be going on tonight between the New England Patriots and Philadelphia Eagles. It's a game that I'm really looking forward to watching just based on the fact of seeing how the Patriots do. Having, as I said yesterday, Mac Jones coming with Alabama and him. I don't know if I say this yesterday, but <clears throat> a lot of people are wondering about him. Because um, Alabama, all, most Alabama players have had good track records whenever it comes to playing well in the NFL, except the quarterbacks. People such as A.J. McCarron and many others just have not turned out as quarterbacks coming out of that school. Like They really just haven't put quarterbacks out that really like made a splash in the NFL like some of the some of these other big-name colleges such as Ohio State, and or maybe not Ohio State, but just such as others. Because Ohio, uh, that's one of the issues with Ohio State and um, Alabama is they're or is they're putting they're putting out or Oklahoma Oklahoma is a good one like they they're putting they, some of these teams like they have really good teams and they're they have stacked teams and they put out good quarterbacks but they just don't they don't put out good quarterbacks that translate in they put out good college quarterbacks that don't translate into good pro quarterbacks. And I really, I, I mean, I think Mac Jones, as I said yesterday, I think, I think the reason that they drafted Mac Jones was because Cam Newton and the way he plays, uh, kind of in, a, in some cases a run-first mentality, just was not the kind of offense that they wanted to play as a team. They wanted to play more, they wanted their offensive style to be more of a pocket pass or run whenever you absolutely have to style. And there's some, there's nothing wrong with, that, with running that style of offense. It's just having somebody like Cam Newton or Kyler Murray per se is just not the kind of guy that you want running that offense because of the fact that he doesn't really because he understands the ability to use his legs. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not I'm not trying to say that it's a bad thing. I think it's actually actually a great thing to have somebody like that have a um, player like that who can move his legs, who can use his legs to be able to move out of the pocket and be able to set, make separation space, give more receivers more time to get open. I think that's great. But I think there are some offense, not to mention, I didn't I didn't say this just to even talk about this a little bit too, is the fact that the New England Patriots, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers and some other teams, they're not meant to really... They're not, I mean, uh, no matter what, you want your quarterback to be able to extend the play. If that's stepping out of the pocket, if that's running out of the pocket, you want your quarterback to be able to extend the play in case things go badly. But I, I still think with with that entire thing, with, with taking that into consideration, I still think that there are some teams that are really into the into the idea of having a short pass offense and running a offense in that certain way. I think that there are some teams such as the Baltimore Ravens, the Arizona Cardinals, where that works, where their offense. And I honestly think that's just because the offense that they're using right now is built specifically around that, um, like like that that look, because um, just just because like the the offense is built around that certain like that certain type of play style. As an offense, as the coordinator, and just as like ju- just as that's what the offensive coordinator wants. He wants this quick passes, get the ball out of the quarterback's hands for one reason or another. A lot of people do that just for just if you're wondering why. A lot of people do that if I mean not not that they don't trust their line, but just if they don't think that their line stacks up well against the defense. 
that they're going to be playing this week. A lot of people just they won't take the chance of getting their quarterback hit any worse than he needs to. So that they'll just make sure to try to get the ball out faster so that the quarterback won't will have it will take less the quarterback will take less time he'll spend less when I try he'll try he'll spend less time in the pocket that's what I'm trying to say. But with that said, there are also some offenses that um, there are there are design quarterback runs like the Patriots. There were design quarterback runs last year. I said this last episode, but there were there design quarterback runs for Cam Newton last year as as the Patriots quarterback. Like obviously, they change the offense depending on who you want. But there are also offenses that what I'm trying to say is there are also offenses that have proven that they work. They've proven over time that they're the offenses that are going to win you football games. And they and that they're going to win you Super Bowls. They've shown that if you put a good quarterback in this system, it results in wins. The Patriots have shown that you put a good quarterback or just a, or a consistently good quarterback like Tom Brady in there that can hit the sure passes and maybe hit a pass down the field. I think I think that it's shown that with the Super Bowl wins, obviously that that is a that is a offense that works. Like it's kind of hard to debate with that with anybody that the Patriots offense didn't work. With the amount of Super Bowls that they are winning, yeah, I've heard the debate. Yeah, well, that's just because Tom Brady's defense was so good. Like, I mean, they they literally they literally got they literally only gave up three points in the Super Bowl. Like most team, most, like they, Brady played very badly in that Super Bowl against the Rams a few years back. But yeah, like he played pretty bad. But again, he had the of course he had the Patriots defense there to carry him to yet another to yet another ring. I don't really agree with this and that fact because I think that yeah, get three point having to only score one touchdown to be able to win a Super Bowl is in, is crazy and and before and isn't really even really heard of like most of these 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 teams are there because of their high profile passing offenses. That's just what the NFL is built on right now. It's built on passing offenses on the backs of these guys such as Josh Allen. Um, Patrick Mahomes and just ma- many others that can really sling the ball down the field. Dak Prescott in some cases, and just um, just many other many other quarterbacks that, that you can think of, and especially with these quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, he's a young guy coming out. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burr, like these are guys that can sling the ball down the field. Obviously, it, the biggest thing between the NFL and the and the um, college is the difference of the ability of these quarterbacks to run out of the pocket or not. Because yeah, I feel like it's shown over time, and I feel like a lot of people would agree with me. It's shown over time the fact that, like these running quarterbacks, for a long part, do not have, for the most part, do not have long careers. Mostly because of injury. You had RG three has come. This is shown. It is shown through not Lamar Jackson yet. It's and it's just shown uh, like Vic in some cases. I think Vic. I mean, he wasn't as injury injured as. Um, some of them, but just like these quarterbacks that that take off and um, like like they, they take off and like like I mean then that like Michael Vick he had a rib injury whenever he was playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Like it just it leaves these quarterbacks open up for way more injury because they turn from a quarterback where they can in some cases say be protected by the rules because of the late hits and things to being just like a runner where there's less protection for the quarterback. And obviously, because there's because they're not like this isn't ideal. These the, a lot of these guys, unless you have a running quarterback, do not practice these quarterbacks getting hit like they will in the game, which leads them even more to the case of them getting injured. Talking, 
I just want to reiterate, I have the New England Patriots winning this game. They're, Philadelphia is a one-point favorite, but I have the New England Patriots winning this game. I think they're going to win this game as a total of probably, um, I think it's going to be 20, 21-10 is my, is my guess for what the final score of this game is going to be. Staying with the Patriots, we're going to be talking, or with Tom Brady, I mean, we're going to be talking about how AB got thrown out of a joint practice day. So the, if you don't know what a joint practice is, it's two teams that are going that are going to play having joint practices so they can practice real-life game time. Many, they've been doing them, for, doing them for years. This year, well, one of them, the one that I'm talking about specifically is the Buccaneers and the Tennessee Titans joint practice as AB got in a fistfight and knocked the helmet off of one of the cornerbacks of the... Um, of the Tennessee Titans, which is just absolutely, um, it's absolutely crazy. And then he ended up getting thrown out of practice after he got into this, after he got into this altercation with, with the, with the Tennessee Titans. Like, it was like, then it's just like a, it's such a, it's such a Chris Jackson. That was what his name. Make sure I got the name right. But yeah, Chris Jackson, the quarterback, he's pretty good quarterback for the uh, Tennessee Titans and AB got kicked out for this reason, just based on the fact that he was really kind of. And it just shows what a lot of people thought before is just that he's had a loose cannon. Some people say it's because of CTE and because of the amount of concussions and hits to the head he's taken over his career. And some say it's meant as many other. A lot of people say it's CTE. Some people say it's other reasons. But I just I think it's interesting to see um, to see him get thrown out, and it just looks very not very professional after him getting signed to another contract. It doesn't look like it doesn't look very good on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like entire franchise seeing you have a go play thrown out of a joint practice for this reason specifically. We're gonna finish out this this um, podcast by talking about the moving over to the PGA Tour as Northern Trust is is into effect now as Justin as round one play is complete Justin Thomas and John Rom lead. If you don't know what the Northern Trust is, it's solidif- it's it suggests the um, the PGA the PGA um, like playoffs. Like there's an entire there are courses that are played and it goes off like point totals depending on where you go to see who's going to be taking home the PGA Championship. It's just like the playoffs for the PGA Tour as obviously you know the PGA Tour is winding down and so now we're into the playoff and that's why I want to give you guys an update. So right now you have Justin Thomas and John Rahm tied at the top of the leaderboards both looking at 8 under over the first day. You have Harold Varner the third at 5 under, Adam Scott at 4 under, Robert Sturb at 4 under, and then just Robert Sturr, Mackenzie Hughes, Cameron Tring- Tringle, Kevin Na, Tony Finau, and Tony Finau. Those those guys are all tied for fourth. So Scott through Finau are all tied for fourth, with Thomas and Rom, and then Varner being solidified. And then tied for tenth is Keith Mitchell, Sebastian Munoz, Cameron Champ, who you would have heard of if you watch golf this year. Victor Hovland, another name you would have heard of. Patrick Cantlay. Are all other names? Those guys are all at three under. To you would have to have been at three under throughout this first day, which I mean obviously suggests it's not that easy. Of course, if your top ten is at three under throughout the first day, but I'll make sure to keep you guys updated on this on this um the PGA Tour. Obviously, going in right now, it was still it was still um Dustin Johnson. Technically, he like point wise. Like world world ranking wise, he's still the number one player in the world. Justin Thomas is three, and John Rahm is two. So the third and the second player in the world, technically by that by that by like the, the ranking wise, um, are tied. I mean, obviously Dustin Johnson, he'll come back. Like you can't really hold a guy down that's, that's as talented as as Johnson is. But I I, I just I just, I just think that it's just interesting to um 
and and it's just this is just an update obviously this is not um like like this is just after the first day i'm trying to say is this is just after the first day it's not it's not um like obviously the tournament isn't over this is just after the first day with that said this wraps up season two episode 73 of the sports journal podcast